I'm Olivia, aka Liv Mizzle. <laughs> um, a good little sound piece uh, or sound bite there from Liv. Uh, so yes, welcome to episode 26 of Mike's Open Journal. And today I am visited by Liv, who been very pleasurable to talk to and has talked a little bit about her own story with mental health and the challenges of being a, a young person today going through um, those mental health challenges. Again thank you very much to you guys for tuning in and for continuing to listen to Mike's Open Journal. I really hope you're enjoying the podcast and if you're recently listening or subscribing to the podcast that you go back and listen to some of the previous episodes as well. I've had some amazing people come on and talk about their own stories, their own struggles, their own challenges, and their own achievements and triumphs around mental health. If you are interested in coming on to the podcast in the future, I would be delighted to have you, so please do get in touch through Facebook or through Twitter. I would be delighted to hear from you, and if you're, as I said, interested in coming on to the podcast to talk generally about mental health or your own story, that would be awesome. Please do check out the website. Uh, there's not just information about me on there. I do now have a recommendations page. So if for whatever reason you're not interested in my podcast or my blog, I don't know why you wouldn't be. Um, but if you're not, there is a recommendations page where I recommend some of the other blogs and podcasts that I've listened to and read. Uh, and I think they're, they're great ways to, to get involved and to find out a little bit more about mental health. So thank you very much for, for listening in. And I'm going to drop you straight into my conversation with Liv. So please do enjoy it. And as always, remember, you're not alone out there. So I didn't know where you wanted to, to like kind of start with your story. Where does your story start? Um, I guess it all started at uh, high school. Mm. And because I'm not actually from where I live right now, okay. I, ha- I have an accent. <laughs> so the accent that you have now is from where you are originally from but not from where you live yeah exactly okay that's fine everyone sounds slightly different to me but um it's that thing isn't it where i i don't know about you maybe because you've moved you notice it but like to me just um i don't feel like i have an accent because everyone that i talk to um like in real life um lives near me so we all talk the same and then when I do stuff like this and I get to talk to people from other places and I'm like, oh, everyone sounds so cool. <laughs> I feel like I probably don't sound as cool as everybody else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you, I guess you notice it more when you, if you move and you're around other people. Um, I've spoken to one person before and they were like, um, I said, I'm really struggling like with your accent. I said, I'm not very good anyway, so I wouldn't know where you're from. And she said... She'd moved a couple of times when she was younger and she said, so it's a mixture of like three or four different accents. And um, she said it's really annoying because it, it doesn't like everyone says they can't place it because it isn't like it isn't one set accent. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like you're so original. And they're like, oh, it's just so annoying. Though. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose it's viewed differently everywhere. <laughs> cool. Um, so... Yeah, so you so you moved around when you were younger. Was that um, like because of your parents' work, or was that problems at school? It's just because um, I've got family where I live, and that's where my mum wanted to be closer to. Oh, okay. So we moved and everything. Yeah. But because I had like 
a really common accent. It just stuck out like a sore thumb. <laughs> yeah, standing out when you're at school is not cool. <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone appreciates it when you're older, but yeah, when you're at school. <laughs> <laughs> and people didn't like my accent, so... When I was younger, I was like, yeah, well, my accent is dead cool. And I was I was kind of sticking up for myself all the time. Hmm. But then as I got into high school, nobody liked it. Nobody liked me. And I guess it started off as I got bullied and then I got an eating disorder. And then that's how it all started, really. Okay, so that was when you were at high school, so, um, yeah. like, before 16. Yeah. What happened um, with your eating disorder while you were at school? Like, was that an issue with things like school meals and lunches and stuff like that? Um, I'd get a pack lunch, but I'd get my friends to eat it. So you'd be popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you feel like that changed at all, like, after you left school and sort of went on... I'm making an assumption you went on to college. Yeah, I went on to college, but then I dropped out. So when when you went to college, do you feel like that sort of changed anything because you were a bit more independent and then obviously once you dropped out, a lot more independent. Um, do you feel like that changed anything for you? Um, I think... My eating changed a lot mm. because I didn't n- need anyone else to eat what I was going to eat, you know? Yeah, so just being a, like a lot more, I guess, independent. So yeah. you're sort of picking and choosing your own meals rather than, especially if you've got like a packed lunch, I'm assuming that's done for you by like a parent or a carer when you're at school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just having the chance, I guess you don't feel like oh this is the food I've been given and I've got to choose from that what I want you just make or get the food that you want and that's it so maybe it's a little bit it doesn't feel like you're kind of overeating or undereating as much you're just eating what you want Mm, exactly cool Um, and I know we spoke briefly last time about um, you dropping out of uh, college um, for a couple of different reasons but just in case um, someone listens to this podcast but hasn't listened to the last one um, are you happy to chat through that a little bit again this time? Yeah that's fine um, So obviously you went from high school on to college um, why did you choose the like the college and the courses that you did enrol on? Um, I chose business Yep because I loved business at high school and although my attendance weren't that great I'd still do business at home so just having like an interest in it you wanted to sort of study it a bit further yeah like I wanted to be my own boss and the idea of that really just it it fueled a fire in my heart and I just wanted to do it all the time cool it's like it's nice when someone has actually chosen it because it's like a passion um like i had friends that when we went to college they chose stuff because it's it's a case of oh i feel like this is what i should pick or this is what my parents have told me to pick yeah come on like this is your chance to like (laughs) study what you want to study or 
um, find out a little bit more about something that you might want to do as like a job. Um, yeah. And yeah, I know a few people that pick things like English and math or IT, which can be cool. <laughs> um, but if you've just picked them just because they're generic subjects, like that's what school's for. College is meant to be a chance for you to to do stuff like you did and pick something that you're interested in. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what happened with business? What made you sort of obviously a bit less positive about it and decide to drop out? Um, well, obviously I'd gone into college knowing that my anxiety was quite bad, but I'd, I thought I could do it and I'd, I'd convinced myself that I would be able to do it, basically. And I'd gone into the classroom Mm. it was full of people like literally every seat was full and that just I didn't expect it to be that full and then every day it sort of got harder Mm. because I weren't just going to college I was going on the bus to go to college and yeah like each bit of your day becomes harder yeah exactly and it felt like although I loved doing business I'd rather stay at home and do something else that I didn't feel like I'm scared about Mm. did you feel like um the actual uh like lesson content was something that you were still interested in or did your interest in the actual subject die off I was still quite interested in it, but the thought of going to college and doing all of, all of that kind of stuff, it just put me off it completely. So it is a case of that kind of that struggle putting you off attendance rather than an interest in the subject changing. Yeah. Um, so do you feel like there was any kind of support or information or anything like that at the college that you went to for things like mental health? Well, okay, I got a card that told all the teachers that I had anxiety, Mm. but instead of um, saying that it was a mental illness, it got classed as a learning disability, and I didn't didn't like that. That, Yeah, that sounds like a bit of a funny way to to go around it I don't I guess it just causes that initial kind of confusion with like staff as to how that's being classified yeah I guess so um have you got a fan on the in the background oh yeah do you want to turn it off is that okay (laughs) yeah that's fine It'd be like me, you've got to sit here and sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember doing one a couple of weeks ago when we had like those three days of ridiculous like heat. And um I think I was talking to Rich actually and I had to like I closed the windows, I turned the fan off, and literally as soon as I did it I started sweating. It's like I'm gonna have to <laughs> sit here and talk for like at least an hour now. And I didn't notice it as much once we were talking, but that first like two minutes like this is ridiculous but it was quite funny because it was the same weather where rich was so um uh, oh now i'm echo (laughs) (laughs) um 
Uh, you still there? Yeah, I'm still yeah. here. Cool. I just had a little bit of a feedback then. Um, oh, I've lost track of where my mind was now. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's strange that um, it goes through as like a learning difficulty. I t- do you think that was possibly because of the type of support that was available there was all around um, that kind of like you might struggle with stuff in class rather than because to me that's kind of miss it's not they're not classifying it in the right way and you're probably not being given you're being given the support potentially of like someone that's going to deal with oh you have like a concentration issue or a spelling issue or something like that rather than a mental health issue if that makes sense yeah that's how I felt really um was there a chance for you to like chat with anyone or was it just a case of like you get this card and that's kind of as much as we can offer you um I got to chat with someone but Mm. um the first time she'd met me she said that she didn't think I was right for college oh that's really helpful (laughs) (laughs) Um, so based on her, the, her first impression, um, how did that kind of conversation go down then? Because that seems like a very strange response to get from someone that's meant to be helping you. Um, I was a bit like, oh, okay then. So I, I, I went home that same day. Like, straight after that conversation, I'd gone home. Yeah. That doesn't seem very helpful at all. It uh, really um, so obviously it led up to you uh, deciding that you didn't want to carry on going to college. Um, through that process, did they kind of ask you any questions about like what sort of support you could have been offered or why you were leaving? No, they didn't speak to me about that. They just basically said that if college isn't for me, then there's online courses and stuff like that. Okay, so, like, that would kind of be helpful, but the way it's come across is very not helpful. Um, (laughs) So, what were your thoughts then? Once you've decided to to leave college, what were your thoughts on kind of what you were doing? Well, I didn't know what to do because I was was quite stuck. Like, Mm. I wanted to be an artist and draw, but I wanted to stay doing business. Mm. So I didn't really do anything for quite a while because I was just stuck. Mm. I think it makes it difficult as well when you've not been given like a load of support. You don't necessarily know where, like where you're going. Um, and I think that's what was interesting um, the other day to hear Rich talk about um, the damn it, the apprenticeship or the internship. I keep forgetting. Yeah. Um, to actually give people a chance to get that experience like you say if you've got a real interest in business um and for whatever reason like a college environment hasn't worked the chance to do something like that's probably quite good um or just actually getting work experience i guess to be able to apply that um i mean if you've still got that real interest it'd be interesting to know like whether you would consider like going back to college but maybe to a different college Um, I think, personally, I'm 
of the idea of college. Mm. Because um, I class is blogging and what I do is what I want to do for the rest of my life type of thing. Yeah. So I don't think I'd go to college to study whether it's business or anything else because this is basically my passion now. Hmm. That's really cool and like it ties into like some questions about your blog. Um so I can see that you've been I think you've been blogging since the start of the year. So is it January? Yeah, I think so. Um so what made you start your blog? Well, okay. <laughs> I, I was I wanted to to do a blog for so long but I didn't really think I didn't really have the confidence to do it mm. I didn't I didn't think it'd get read or I just didn't think it'd go well but then um my friend said that I should do it and I should really go for it because what I write is good yeah. and it was that kind of push that I really needed what is the like what's the main reason you feel like you blog um i blog to let other young people know that although like although it's a situation with either anxiety or an eating disorder or even bullying it's situations like that that make young people want to not go to school or do what they really love to do Mm. and and I think if people read my blog and it inspires them to do something like that then Mm. that's what I just want I want to be able to inspire people to get their dreams and achieve what they want to achieve that's really cool and like it makes you then it's like a a positive outcome from your experience at college as well yeah because like from what you're saying it's about trying to support um someone that's say going along to college and really enjoys the lesson but actually walking into that class or getting on the bus to get there um might be a real issue issue for them around um things like ocd or anxiety or depression um and it's having that ability to to just talk openly a little bit more about some of the stuff they're struggling with so that they can i don't know maybe um i don't know concentrate is not really the right word but focus in on the benefit that they get from going into college and the stuff that they're learning from that lesson rather than um or kind of acknowledge the fact that yeah that I, I do struggle and there are a lot of challenges for me to to get into that class um but i can talk about what I go through and I can listen to what other people have gone through um, so that someone else is better supported in a situation like your own or like the one that you were in. Exactly, because in high school, no nobody believed that I was getting bullied. And the teachers, they, they just told me to be resilient. And I, th- and I feel like for young people to mature and go to college, that is like the least helpful thing to say hmm. it can be a real challenge as well because i think you're at a stage where um i think when you're told it by 
uh, like a teacher or someone like that I think that comes a lot from um, like experience and knowledge that when you're in brackets older you're going to be in places of work where you don't get on with people um, where you have different kinds of challenges but and that's true but they've learned that through the experiences that they've had um, and it's trying to almost give um, it doesn't really matter how old the person is but generally obviously a student is younger than a teacher um, but it's almost like trying to give you the answer without the workings out and so it doesn't it, it doesn't really make sense and it doesn't always apply um, and I think that's the way it kind of comes across sometimes in, in that like if someone says you need to focus in on this other stuff or um, like be resilient and you're like well yeah but it's about building up to that and knowing what kind of tools are there for you um, so when someone tells you that you're like or in my mind I would be like well yeah I'm being resilient and I still can't do this um, when like now when I think about it I think um, you think around different ways and you can still come up short and still struggle and still not be able to do certain things but you come up with more coping methods I think um, yeah. and I think of um, like some of the stuff that you've spoken about with your struggles at college I wonder if if you'd have been writing your blog when you're at college and if you'd have spoken or had the option to speak to some of the people that you maybe speak to now whether that would have given you better support and a better out outlet rather than kind of the stuff that you were given at college which doesn't really seem to have been well it wasn't really helpful at all <laughs> um <laughs> But I think it's that kind of lived experience sometimes that's needed. Yeah, it probably would have helped me a lot. But, like, if that college experience hadn't have happened, like, I don't think I'd have gone into writing my blog. Mm, that's true. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it, actually. <laughs> um, so you've been writing since January. So you've had, uh, my maths isn't great, is that seven months, eight months? about eight months of yeah, eight um, months. about eight months of blogging what have you thought of it so far it's it's been a good challenge like when I write as I said on the other podcast mm. I don't um, edit at all mm. I just write in the moment and if you can understand my written sort of words, then that's just how I want it to be. Yeah. And it's... I've written about everything, from the good bits to the bad bits to the bits that I've really struggled with. And I think writing it down like that has really helped me. Yeah, I I was skimming through earlier and I was like, wow, considering like the amount of time that you've been blogging, like there's loads of posts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you do blog quite a lot. Um, I do. But I think that's, it's cool. Like you say, I prefer the style that you write in. Like it's, um, I think it gives more of a thought process kind of understanding as well. Like as a reader reading it. Um, you get that it all joins together. Yeah. Because um, I know, um, like we were talking before, like, I think sometimes when you go back and edit, unless you're really good at editing, I guess, um, I sometimes feel like 
I'm editing out part of the process. Like it maybe it doesn't read very well and the grammar's not great, but that's kind of the process that I was going through when I was thinking it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that makes to me that's more like that's what I'm trying to say and that's what I choose to say. So um like I read yours in kind of a similar way. Um and I think that's nice. I think that's um a bit more engaging when you're reading it and if there are like odd mistakes you read over them because you're so like you're reading what's there you're not you don't care about um I don't know I couldn't see I didn't see any mistakes so I can't pick anything (laughs) out but (laughs) um but like if there is an odd mistake somewhere like people are interested in reading it like are they really going to care whether there's a capital somewhere or, or whatever um although that does give me a key question I have to ask is I've noticed you like to do um, little I's when you've got capital other letters. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I just... I don't know. That's just been my thing. <laughs> <laughs> is it your personal branding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I was looking for something deep and meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I did have one other question as well. Um, I saw on one of your posts that you said when you were younger you wanted to be a professional golfer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where's that come from? Because golf is boring. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My big brother did golf. Okay. My dad did did golf. And I just wanted to be like my big brother. And obviously I did golf, but I just... I looked up to my big brother like he was my idol and I just wanted to copy him with everything. <laughs> I suppose that's nice. It's still a boring game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. Um, like I'm happy to go to like a driving range. I'm okay with that. But actual golf? Uh, <laughs> no. I think, I don't know, is it more boring than cricket? I'm not sure. It's kind of... No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like they're close. I could throw F1 in there as well. That's pretty boring as well. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, back on to point. Uh, I got distracted. Uh, So, after your, your eight months of blogging, like, where do you... Obviously, you've kind of touched on it a little bit. Where do you see your blog kind of going in the future or are there still things that you want to do with it that you haven't done yet? Um, I see it as, like... And I know a few of my posts, I've said this to, like, my friends and family, I've said, this post is going to be the one that gets me viral. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I've said this about a couple of posts and uh, I just feel like my blog is going to go big places and I feel like I'm going to be able to help people and be a speaker and that's what I just want. That's really cool. Like you say, again, touching on that message of like being able to like just get the message across and get lots of people to be aware of of mental health and the struggle that can be there and kind of yeah. using yourself as that example. And I kind of want to take the stigma out from it mm. because there's so much stigma towards mental health with boys and young people and that shouldn't 
be around because that's what stops people from wanting to say hello I've got anxiety or you know Mm. and given um, like some of the people I've spoken to before have been like a little bit older than yourself so from like a young person's point of view um, like do you feel like you're affected in a in a a different way to other people or um, do you feel like there's kind of similarities there that you've kind of experienced at school college um, and in your everyday life that maybe apply to people in their sort of 30s 40s 50s 60s um I feel like we've got similar um, experiences, but now there's a lot more of a, of an outbreak on social media. Hmm. It's gotten worse because that's that's basically how my bullying got worse. You know, it was all over social media, and yeah. Um. So is that a case of kind of something that you experienced? in school and then it led to stuff happening online yeah people didn't like me in school they'd write horrible things about me on facebook and then it just it just got worse Hmm. i suppose that's one of the things that maybe is or has become slightly different where we see so much of um not necessarily just people having their lives online um but a case of um, being aware of that kind of conversation and that sort of thing happening, um, where I think, I don't know, 20 20 years ago, like when we're talking about bullying, we're talking about um, people being punched in the face. And then maybe 10 years ago, you're talking about kind of verbal bullying and like harassment kind of came in a bit more. Uh, And then now I think it's very much about looking at that those things that happen online because that's like the new place to hide whereas before it was like behind the bike sheds or behind the sports hall um now it's online uh and i think it's it's about making sure that at a very young age people are aware of like the support and the way to deal with um certain things online i mean i've worked um i work in education and i had uh, a few years ago Um, I visited a primary school and we went in to do a session in the morning with children that would have been around uh, 10 and 11 years old Um, and the start of the lesson the teacher got out this basket and put it down on the desk at the front and all the kids walk up to the front and put in their mobile phones and like these are they're good phones and uh, (laughs) you think so children at the ages of 10 and 11 are I don't know about expecting but they're living a life where they carry a mobile phone um and so surely to some extent from I would imagine I I could be wrong I'm thinking probably not at little school um but by the time you get to secondary school high school um at 12 and 13 people are starting to engage with with that sort of um information and culture online and it's yeah where is the support to to tell people that are going through that sort of stuff like this is how um you should deal with anything that kind of comes up that you're not happy with or just because you're online you shouldn't say something that you wouldn't say to someone's face and things like that i don't know if you came across any sort of um i don't know like information or support when you were at school um not really but like 
it's I feel like it's more of an outbreak for um, bullying on social media because it's all easily accessible. Mm. Like you could you could be sat on your bed and type some nasty comment and then you know not think about it for a week or something and then you you feel the like the after effects of it because someone could have said oh this is a nasty comment that someone said about me you know yeah and i think it even comes um i think it's all the way back to just talk talking about it but sometimes i think some of the stuff that we put online you might not perceive as being negative but actually can be taken in a very negative way by somebody else as well um so it's being aware all the way i think from that kind of the comment that you don't perceive as being negative all the way up to like very obvious and outright bullying um i don't know have you seen um uh the Maisie williams like short film um yes have you seen that oh i love it i know i'm it's one of those films where i've not seen many um but they do such a good job of um putting together i I don't know i think it's about an hour and a half isn't it? it's not very long yeah um of a film that is all in one room um and predominantly with one character uh and i think to keep your attention for like an hour and a half plus shows like how powerful that story that message is and actually how relevant it is in today's society um i don't know how much um kind of that idea of uh there's another one as well there's another one i've seen that's um pretty good i think the other one might just be called like cyberbully as well but it's like an american it's an american one and i think it was shown as maybe like a tv show i'm not sure but you can um you can find it on because i watched it on youtube uh but that's quite a good one as well and i think that's about a uh the main girl gets bullied online um and i think it turns out that it's her best friend that was doing it um oh yeah uh have you seen that yeah yeah is it called cyberbully or something it's something similar isn't it yeah i think it's called that um but that's a really good film as well because i think at the end of it it gets a bit cheesy at the end but at the end they just decide (laughs) to be do they decide to be friends again at the end i can't remember yeah they decide to be nice to each other again yeah it gets a little bit cheesy at the end for me but (laughs) um again like i quite liked the like the message that that one put across because i felt like that one dealt a little bit more with like the mental health angle rather yes. than the Maisie williams film um because it obviously led to to the american girl having um more concerns about like going into well leaving the house i think or going into college um like her communication with friends and then she tried to overdose as well so i felt like it really dealt with a lot more rather than the Maisie williams one like that sort of stuff happened more because she was afraid of the person if that makes sense yeah Mm -hmm. um so i feel like the Maisie williams (coughs) one was more just a bullying angle um although it touched on uh i think it was the girl that 
both Maisie Williams and the whoever the guy is um, had bullied. She had killed herself, and that was part of the story. But yeah. it didn't. I don't know. It didn't come through quite as much as the American show. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's quite interesting to kind of see that filter through. Uh, I don't know. Would you ever do? Um, or you might have already done this because I, I confess I haven't read every post. Um, would you ever do like a blog post on like online safety or something like that? Um, I, I, I think I would, but like it's kind of hard because you don't know who the target audience is because because phones are given like for birthdays and Christmas, mm. anybody could have a phone. Mm. So it's it's kind of hard. It is a difficult one, and like you say, it's kind of like anyone and everyone, and um, like the social media that I use could be different to what you use, and what you use could be different to the person that lives next door to you uses. Exactly. Um, and I've had it in the place that I work. We've tried to do some like online safety leaflets and stuff, and um, uh, we've put together um, some stuff for Facebook, Twitter. And tried to start doing snuff stuff for Snapchat as well, um, but then it's also being aware that actually um, a lot of the students are affected by um, online gaming chat rooms and things like that. Um, yeah. And that's something that we don't really have like loads of information on, and I think that's probably that's potentially like the one that they're most affected by because they will spend a lot more time there. Um, I think stereotyping but particularly the um like male students uh i think like there's a lack of informational support about what happens there yeah i agree um so it is a case of i guess continually trying to look for for extra support and information and um being aware of the dangers as well i suppose yeah do you feel like you're kind of more well equipped now than you were when you were at school and at college to deal with if you received any online kind of bulleting bullying or like negative behaviour I feel like I'm less gonna put something mean back or you know I'm just gonna write something mean to them or about them because I feel like I've I've matured enough, and I know that that's not the right thing to do. Hmm. You know. Yeah, and I think it's it's also giving them that response that they want, isn't it? To yeah, some exactly. extent, and I think their best way is just through just through ignoring it, um, and that can be a very difficult thing to do. Um, really. But I think you. For me, it's about being able to say, like, either this isn't important, I can ignore it, I can delete it. Or if I do feel like this is something that I I really don't like and it it really isn't appropriate, then it's reported. Um, Yeah. I think at the end of the day, like you say about um, wanting to grow your blog and things like that and get more people to read it. um, My view is, like, the people that are sending that sort of stuff out want responses. Um, They want you to be upset. They want to get uh, some sort of... Uh, reaction from you um, and it's hard to say sometimes but it's in your power to just not reply and not give them the thing that they want which is that reply or feedback or whatever 
Um, and it's about focusing in on in on that. Now, that's really easy to say, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think it's it's again it's trying to have that support so that if you received something negative now, um, maybe you do need to like shout or scream or say something. But actually, you do that to like one of your friends online or say like I've received this message and how annoying blah 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 and aren't they a dickhead or whatever yeah. <laughs> um but you kind of feed that back to someone that you can have a conversation with rather than someone that you you don't want to and shouldn't be talking to if that makes sense yeah exactly I agree cool and I think that shows like that's the big difference is that obviously things like your blog like you get a chance to talk about the stuff you've gone through um yeah and actually being able to work out like the better way to do that um through a blog or through talking to other people as well um so from some of the stuff you said before obviously you've got like friends and family members that have read your blog yeah they didn't at first i i, I told nobody yeah apart from one person that uh i'd started okay and then i thought do you know what it's nothing to be embarrassed about it's you know it's something i'm proud of so i shared it on my personal facebook and my brother read it my mum read it my sister everyone read it and i feel like it's helped them get to know me now Mm. yeah what was your that's really cool (laughs) i don't want to breeze over that that's really cool um like the like the confidence um and the bravery to like be able to post obviously in the first place but to share it like on your own facebook page where you know like people that you know or that are going to come around and see you or talk to you on the phone or um that are in your family um are gonna see it and gonna read it um and to some extent are going to talk about what you've posted is really brave um what were your kind of like first couple of conversations with friends or with family members that had read it like? Um, well, my brother, he, he's a tough nut to crack. <laughs> so, so he never really under, really understood what I was going through. Like, when I wouldn't eat, he'd just tell me to eat, but he didn't understand that I just couldn't eat. Mm. <clears throat> and then after he read my blog, it sort of sunk into him, and he he helps me with, like, I'm now able to be open with my brother a lot more. Mm. And with my parents, it was like, they didn't understand some of how bad it got until they read my blog. And, yeah, it's, it's helped them know that I can do things. Like, I can do my blog. I can do things without needing anybody to help me. Hmm. What about um, some of your friends? Um, well, one friend didn't really... She thought she gave me all the views and she didn't really like it. And so we just stopped talking because I love it. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think that's the thing sometimes as well, isn't it? That like not everyone's going to agree or understand um, what you're posting. Um, yeah. And it's being able to, I guess, have friends and family and people around you that say like, yeah, I don't understand it completely, but I'm really pleased that you're able to write about it. And I'm really like glad that I get to know you a little bit better. And they try to understand as much as they can, or they ask you certain questions. Um, not everyone's able to do that for whatever reason. And I think that's the stage where like, I've got friends that I now, I, I guess we're still friends, but we've gone from being like a really close we've gone from being really close friends to more like loose friends that you know it's just very different um and I think you you probably I don't know maybe it's just my own view but I feel like you're always going to kind of get that to some extent there'll always be someone that doesn't quite get it or can't really talk to you about it um and it's really hard because I always feel like oh I don't know if it's I overthink stuff quite a lot. Is I think it could be because, do you know what? They just can't deal with it um, and they don't want to talk about it. It could be because um, they're uncomfortable talking about it or they feel like you might be uncomfortable talking about it or they've been affected by something in their past, which means they don't want to deal with talking to you because it might um, bring up something from their past that you don't know about. Um, there's a lot of different reasons or it could just be that they're being an arse (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I think I don't know I feel like that's part of the you can overthink it and at the end of the day they can either kind of deal with it and come and chat with you um, because at the very least I feel like they could come and say to you look um, I really respect the fact that you're you're struggling or you have a challenge with this and it's great that you're talking about it I really want to be there for you, um, but I, I'm just not in a place where I can talk about that at the moment. Yeah. Um, so um, I still really want to be there for you, but I just I can't talk about that. And I think you'd, I don't know about you, but I, I would completely respect that and say like, yeah, just thank you for coming forward and, and saying that and that's cool. Like um, we, we can chat about other stuff. That's not a problem. Um, but by not saying anything, um, my mind falls more into the like, they just don't want to talk about it they're either not interested or just can't be bothered enough to sit down and chat with you yeah for sure um so do you feel like you've apart from that person um do you feel like there's any people that have really kind of dropped away because you've started to stand up and talk or do you feel like you've gained a lot more friends um i feel like a lot of the friends that i did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it but in a way like it's made the people that are the closest to me stronger Mm. towards me yeah so it's a bit like i'm sad that i've not got many friends but i'm happy that the people closest to me like now know me yeah i think that's the thing isn't it and I guess now you're at a stage where you're quite comfortable with kind of talking about um, your experiences that the people that you meet now through um, like hobbies or whatever you do with your time and if you go out and do like some part-time work or volunteering or whatever you meet people you chat to people and they can know you for who you are now um, and you don't necessarily have to go through quite as much of a um, 
like a coming out as it were with your story um i think it's still difficult sometimes like the first time you tell people but i do feel like it's also easier if it's someone that you don't have to say oh well you know like three months ago or two years ago when i said i was okay actually i was going through all this stuff yeah i agree um so have you kind of met or spoken to many people in the last let's say two or three months um that you've kind of spoken to about um any of the challenges that you've had with mental health um i've spoken to a few people and it's like it's nice to speak to people that haven't known you for so many years or Hmm. you know it's like they get a fresh perspective of you yeah and i think it's it's different as well especially if you've got like a lot of friends that you've had for a number of years um like you say they've i guess they've probably followed you through from um school or where you've lived or um maybe like friends of family and stuff like that so it's probably nice to like make your own friends for your own experience as well yeah i like that um one of the other things is i've started to notice as we started to kind of touch on on the other podcasts is there being like uh mental health events um i've seen a couple of odd posts for like can you vote for me on this award and that award and things like that um so would you have like interest in going along to like mental health events or being involved in um like competitions or public speaking or anything like that i'd love that like i'd love to be able to speak openly and happily speak about the things that i'm so passionate about i think it's it's that having the chance sometimes isn't it to come out and kind of talk about your own experience and yeah like you say now you've you're at a stage where you've had a chance to to talk out on your blog to talk out on social media um and then getting the chance to just have more exposure and being able to help break down that that stigma that surrounds um mental health illness and and challenges yeah oh one thing i have mentioned or, or or asked before and you can decide not to answer um it's like if you've had kind of someone there that's gone through stuff with you like a uh, like a close friend like a boyfriend girlfriend um or best friend or anything like that like when you've gone through stuff yeah um like obviously you were younger so it's slightly different um but i don't know what did you have someone there at those times when you were going through like rough periods um, I didn't really speak to anyone about it hmm. when I was younger, but then as I was going into college and the end of high school sort of time, I had uh, a boyfriend. Yeah. Do you feel like that made a difference in terms of like being someone supportive or someone to talk to? I think it made a lot of a lot of a difference. I felt less alone. Hmm. So just having someone there to like talk to kind of completely openly and honestly like makes a big difference doesn't it exactly like now i feel like i can conquer the world mm. but then i just i'd rather be under the world than out there and be me yeah 
Um, and like, like so personal questions. Uh, <laughs> um, how long were you with your boyfriend for? Or are you still together? We're still together. Oh, awesome. Um, so how long have you been um, together? <laughs> a year and five months. Okay, closing in on a year and a half. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so obviously, like that's a period of time where, like, I guess a lot has changed for you. Um, like, how much of an impact, um, or how much of a change do you think that's been? Like, how, being with someone that's been able to be there and support you through um, all of those struggles, like not just um, at the start, but now. Uh, at first, it was really challenging mm. because I didn't like talking, but he always wanted to talk about if I'm feeling okay, if I'm feeling sad, or whatever. Yeah. And I didn't like the concept of talking to someone about my feelings mm. because I'm not a feeling type person. Yeah. But then, as it sort of, as it got longer, and as we communicated more it it was like I could tell him anything about how I'm feeling like if I'm sad if I'm happy if I'm upset anything oh that's really cool I think it's that um like it's an easy um thing to pick up like if someone's got a partner but I think it's just having somebody else like I say if it is a partner if it is um like just a friend if it is a family member um it just depends on that relationship that you have with somebody um yeah for me like it would have to be like that that the partner role kind of um overwrites again not sure if it's the right word but overwrites anything else because it's like that person that you've got that deeper relationship with i agree cool well on the um point of love we can come towards the end i think <laughs> um one of the things i have done with um the other guys that have come on um and done their own uh like individual podcast um is to just get them to do like an introduction uh and i usually ask this at the end because it's a weird thing to ask you to do um so i don't ask it at the beginning um is to just to get you to basically introduce yourself okay uh liv can you tell me your name and where you come from I'm Olivia, aka Liv Nizzle, <laughs> and I come from Burnley, but I live in Norfolk. Cool, and do you have any, um, like, web links or anything you want to mention? Um, my Instagram is Liv Nizzle, with three Zs. Uh, my Twitter is Liv Nizzle with three Z's and I think that's about it. Cool. Um, where does the Nizzle come from? Um, I don't know. Oh, you're rubbish. <laughs> you don't know about the eyes. You don't know about the Nizzles. <laughs> it just sort of stuck with me and my boyfriend. Like, he's RJ Nizzle and I'm Liv Nizzle. Oh. Um, <laughs> why the freeze ends? I feel like I know the answer. <laughs> I love repetitiveness. <laughs> <laughs> Two Zs oh. aren't good enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll 
um, loop you into the the links and stuff on Twitter, um, so you see them go up. All right, thank you. Cool. Thanks for coming on, Liv. It's my pleasure. Ah, have a nice evening. You too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, not over just yet. So thank you very much to Liv for coming on to the podcast today and talking us through a little bit of her own journey, her own challenges and triumphs with mental health. Thank you to all of you guys for listening into the podcast again to episode 26. Again, if you're interested in coming on to the podcast, please do get in touch through Twitter, Facebook, or through the website. Um, it'd be great to hear from you. Uh, we have still got, obviously, people coming on to do some of their own stories on the podcast, like Liv. Uh, and as you heard in our conversation, also looking into really trying to have a few more group discussions about some of the areas, um, challenges, uh, and triumphs that we do have around mental health as well. So I'm looking to put together a couple of podcasts over the upcoming weeks and months with specific topics, whether that is uh, anxiety, OCD, eating disorders, depression, um, or something more specific like uh, mental health within education, within workplace, uh, or some of the other topics that have started to come up as well. I'm also going to be looking at some of the uh, mental health related articles and news pieces that come out as well as starting to talk about some of the mental health events that are starting um, I say starting because maybe they've been happening before but I haven't been aware of them um, so starting to kind of be spoken about um, and potentially one that could be happening in a couple of months time as well so again thank you very much for listening in to Mike's Open Journal and please do remember you're not alone out there <laughs>